Welcome to Church and Outbreak, a podcast by Redeemer City to City. I'm Tim Cox, and today I get the honor of speaking with Ryuta Kimura, Director of Training for City to City Japan and Pastor of Double O Cross Church in Tokyo, and Damien Greatly, Director of City to City Japan and Pastor of Grace City Church in Nagoya. Gentlemen, welcome. You had a program, a very important program, the first one of its kind that was supposed to happen way back in March, and it was the very first City to City flagship program to be uh, shut down because of global pandemic. So can you tell me, basically, what were the plans before, and now what's the plan? So our plan was a full intensive in Japanese. Um, uh, the first week of uh, first two weeks of March, that was our plan. Followed by three preaching cohorts in three different cities, which would be in the flesh, building a sense of community, which would possibly, we would hope, would then lead to networks in those cities. Uh, followed by, our goal was 10 new coaches this year to then begin coaching those participants of that intensive. We were kind of being chased by the government, that's what it felt like. Uh, we would make a decision uh, send out an email in the morning with what our practice would be um, if this happened or that happened. And by the end of the afternoon, the government would have changed the restrictions. And so then the next morning, we'd send out another email saying, OK, only if um, do, if they start to shut down schools because we, we're seeing ourselves as an educational uh, program, uh, only then uh, will we call off the intensive. And then five o'clock by that same day, they, they'd uh, close the schools down. So then we were yeah, so it, it was three days of chasing the government's restrictions until eventually we just had to make a call because we were we were three days before we got Andrew Katai flying in from uh, Australia, uh, Roger flying in to do the coaching. We just had to make a call. Uh, so uh, that was it. Cancel the event or postpone it. That was the word we used. <laughs> How has it been both in thinking about church planning in Japan, you know, during social distancing, and then also as a pastor shepherding people during this time? Yeah, um, for me, this was really interesting timing. Uh, this sounds strange, but last year, maybe around December, I felt uh, this year, so 2020, will be a restful year. Um, but it didn't look like it at all uh, towards the end of you know uh, 2019 because of all, all the intensives and uh, all the preparation. So I was asking God, okay, uh, how come that I feel <laughs> it's gonna be a, a resting year? And and the reason for that, uh, the, the reason that I felt this way was that our church uh, is basically seventh year you know and in the bible it's a seven is always <laughs> seventh is always a resting uh, number um so anyway yeah i just didn't see this no way that i can rest in 2020 uh but then towards end of uh i guess march uh around that time uh, all this everything all the situations started change I was still stressed out because we had to reorganize everything around live streaming and uh, uh, all the new ways to do services. Um, and I also, at the same time, I felt uh, guilty <laughs> just staying at home, uh, doing minimum, <laughs> uh, right? And because of live stream, um, you just have to preach only once uh, a Sunday, right? So I felt I, I, I'm not really doing it enough 
but I remember basically this feeling, you know, basically got kind of uh, speaking to me since the um, last year and last year um, that, yeah, basically I can rest. <laughs> not, not because of this situation, but I, I can rest uh, in the things that God, God's doing. And even this situation seems to be crazy. Um, yeah, I, I think gospel really gave me this uh, confidence. So, okay, it's time to rest and I don't have to feel guilty. Just rest in him and trust him and take it easy. Uh, so it's been a kind of, um, yeah, it, it's been actually good two months. Of course, despite of all this coronavirus situation, it also gave me a time to really think, reflect on uh, church planting that we've been doing, uh, renewing our vision and refreshing our attitude. Uh, yeah, towards what's to come in the next few years. I think for me, uh, similar to Pastor Ruta, in the sense that we've been so uh, full on with the preparations for the intensive, uh, just planning, planning, planning. I've given myself in my own personal diary, okay, as soon as the intensive is finished, uh, middle of March, I'm going to take two weeks off. Uh, didn't happen as soon as the intensive was cancelled. Then I had to play catch up in my church, um, just moving things onto live streaming. How are we going to pastor a, a congregation through that? Um, so I, I think I probably, yeah, a week after we cancelled the intensive was pretty tough time for me. I just got to that place where, okay, many of the plans of man, <laughs> I'm just going to have to sit back now and trust that the purposes of God are going to continue and and remain and, and I just gave up trying to control the whole thing and took on surfing and decided to ride the wave if you could give me your thoughts on how how you will proceed with church online value of small groups why do you think that uh, live streaming is so important now it's not a trap question I promise <laughs> for us we did we did two weeks on zoom we did um, messages that were very personal to the season and the situation. Um, then we went back into, we hire a dance studio on Sundays. We went back into that and started to live stream. And um, what we instantly noticed that we started to have people who, um, the church I'm pastoring is 10 years old, people, a lot of people left during a difficult period before I came in to take over. We started to see past people um, switching on to take a dip in to kind of see what's this new pastor like, what's happening. Um, so um, that's been quite a, quite a healing process, I think, for, for some people, which is unexpected, one of these beautiful surprises out of these difficult situations. We've been Zooming in our prayer meetings, and again, we've not had to, we've not had to teach people to pray uh, or tell people to pray. They've just come wanting. Uh, we, had, we had no small groups in our church pre-COVID, uh, but we were training small group leaders. And um, as a result of this, we've come out with six, six small groups six new small groups in the last three months. And I think that was one, the, the, the testimony, I suppose, that out of that is that we sat down as elders and we just had this, this discussion, what's going on right now for us as a church? And it was really exposing some pastoral weaknesses. We could get the, the live streaming going. Um, we've got tech guys, give them all that. They loved that, setting that up. Um, but uh, we had some serious, how are we going to pastor people through this and stay connected? And so we just decided, we set ourselves a goal, if we could come out with two or three small groups the other end, at the other end of this season, that's a, that's a win for us. And just taking that bite-sized um, goal actually gave us, it stopped us from being overburdened, overwhelmed, 
that kind of thing. So yeah, it's uh, it's been a win for us right now. Is that long enough Ruta, for you to think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, first of all, I think this was a uh, quite challenge for me because I'm kind of um, people person. Uh, I love to just hang around with people, so I tried not to go live stream as long as possible. But of course, that, that didn't work. But then, yeah, so we set up a live streaming system and everything. And I think our we had a community groups and uh, uh, everything. Our I think our church was running quite well, organization structure wise. Um, so it wasn't a problem for us to do live stream and organize also online uh, community groups and so on. Um, I think one good thing is that we had to change our topics, uh, the message uh, topics uh, and adapting um, this into suitable, I think, topics and themes for this season. And one thing that we've been doing, this is the, the Joseph in the Old Testament, uh, Joseph series. Uh, throughout the difficult times and uh, the unfair situation and all these things. And I think this has been really helping people to understand uh, a concept about suffering and also God uses or allows a difficulty to shape us. Um, so one good thing uh, uh, that I constantly hear uh, from our church people is that it's, it's funny, I've been preaching about this this concept of suffering, you know, uh, repenting and then all these things, uh, years and years, but <laughs> uh, some people only realize through only this situation, right? The, the really difficult time. Um, so yeah, I think that those are, I think God uses these different maybe moments and circumstances. And even though maybe we've been preaching the same things, but maybe it's a different avenue into the heart heart of people. Uh, we also um, had a lot of plans and projects that we wanted to do, but we never knew how to step out and do take a first step. Uh, but through this uh, uh, COVID-19 uh, situation, it helped us to uh, maybe take a, a little bit of maybe the risk-taking first step. Um, for example, we had a, a, a vision to open a counseling center in Tokyo. But the vision was too big, we didn't know where to start. But obviously this COVID-19, we felt that a lo lot of people will probably need a, uh, the mental support uh, and job uh, counseling and all these things. So we decided to form a team to start uh, helping people in that way. Um, so that naturally pushed us uh, to gather people and even uh, get the interest from our church members um, so that was really a good thing. Um, yeah, so a lot of things like this, I think got, this situation forced us to think about the things that we didn't see or we didn't think even before. Do you have any stories that stick out to you at this time? Yeah, I think for me in coaching, it's been uh, really helping church planters distinguish the difference between fatigue and disappointment and grief and overreach. Because I think there's four, four very different things, but they can all sometimes feel like the same. So um, getting away from some of these comparisons as to how well different churches are coping. You can go online, you know, we've had this in our church, you can go online, you can, you can do an excellent live stream, but it doesn't mean that your church is pastorally that great. 
Um, so just helping, it's been quite a, um, an issue for some of the church planters to just journey through that. I think just because, um, just because there's a need doesn't mean that it's a call on us to meet that need. Um, so I, I think we've been exploring what it means a little bit. It's forced us to think a little bit more citywide. Is that something we've got to take on? Is that something that a particular church plant has got to take on? Therefore, pour all its resources, pour all its efforts. Um, we saw, um, so I was talking with Koshin one guy a couple of weeks back, and uh, his goal is to have a business, uh, a church within the business community. But right now he sees the need for um, Japanese parents who are at home, kids are no schooling, uh, school doesn't have that much uh, assistance for them. So he's instantly trying to move to something online to support these parents. Um, but just that without stopping to realize that, well, okay, at the end of this, you can end up with a family church. Um, and is that the goal rather than stopping and just listening to the people within the business community a little bit more, taking the time, taking that pressure off to have to react straight away. I think I certainly felt that as a pastor. I thought, right, I've just got to keep up with all the other churches in the city. I've just got to do something just to show that I care. And actually, uh, I think there's, there's time for reflection for for us in Nagoya right now uh, or within our church. I think our biggest problems are yet to come. Um, I've got men and women whose jobs, they've been off work for the last few months, but they're expected to work that time back. They owe that time back. So that for them, in reality, their annual leave is gone. They now owe nearly every weekend for the rest of the year to their company. Well, that's going to have a whole series of implications for us in regards to rest and um, in regards to Sabbath and all that kind of stuff. And so it's been helping our church planters just to think that through, uh, take a step back and look at the long game rather than just the immediate game. Yeah, I guess... I was going to say quite similar thing. It's it's been a really time of reflection. Um, the the things that we expected that it will happen didn't happen, or we had to stop. Um, and that gave us, I think, uh, a good opportunity to rethink, reform our vision. Um, even in in our personal, uh, it's, this is really personal. Sorry, we it, we support ourselves through our business and we run uh, English school uh, but because of this situation we had to uh, uh, close all the classes for two months and we always had this idea to use our space at uh, home to open a, a Airbnb but because we are running uh, the schools and classes we couldn't even renovate and put our time and effort to do it but again, it's very interesting. Just this really got timing, uh, and the right timing, money came in to uh, renovate, and yeah. So basically, again, step out into a idea that we always had, but we weren't sure. But basically, these situations really gave us go sign. So I, I hear similar stories in our church members. Uh, some of them they had to stop working first. Of course, they were. Um, disappointed that they lost job but that that situation gave them actually a new vision to step out into the the work that they always uh, wanted to do even today uh, i was talking to a um uh, a guy a cafe he's a cafe owner and he just started open a, um cafe in 
Koenji, which is very my the, the neighborhood town. And he basically was sharing the same story. <laughs> he was he, he always been a, a salary man, uh, working a lot of hours, uh, earning minimum <laughs> wages. Uh, but this actually COVID nineteen situation really forced pushed him into a step out and uh, open this cafe. And it's really running well because that's the only cafe that's open and you can take out uh, nearby our house. So, yeah, I, I hear these kind of testimonies. Yeah. What, what's the church planting temperature like for uh, City City Japan right now? For us, this this moving online of all of our, of our preaching cohorts and our paracleo. I mean, we had 60 plus women last night on the paracleo group, Japanese only. Um, that's the first time we've had something like that, which in itself is exciting because all of these, the, you know, the, the feedback we've had from that is these women want to connect across cities and not just in their own cities. That that was really encouraging for them. Uh, I think for uh, the faith and work, again, what was that, 25 plus uh, church planters, half of those for the first time really connecting with a, a city to city project. Um, and that the, the faith and work training that came out of New York, which was we translated into Japanese through the Light Project, that's been really well received. But I think one of the things I think Ruta, Pastor Ruta and I were talking about this earlier on is that what we, the, one of the benefits from taking this now into smaller cohorts is that sense of community and building up a real rapport between the trainers and the participants. And this is something that we were looking to the intensive, to a single two-week event to do that. But now we've got these six sessions uh, coming up. Uh, we've got some other things planned as well, where we're really focusing on building those relationships, so that's getting a better feel for the people that we're training. And uh, one of the another encouraging thing that's come out recently, I mean, we were, our prayer had been pre-COVID, our prayer had been for 10 church, um, 10 uh, coaches uh, this year. We, we haven't met that yet. Uh, Paul Koji-san is, uh, is doing all the coaching on behalf of City to City Japan right now with the Japanese, but he's coming, he's got eight. Uh, he's coaching eight people for the first time. These people have had coaching. They're really enjoying it and they're really appreciating what he's doing. Um, this is really on the ground stuff, which is is really exciting for us because I think we can we can do the big things like I can do the big live streaming service uh, in my church, but actually not meet any pastoral needs and not connect with people. I think it's the same for us in city to city Japan. We can do these big events without connecting to the real needs. And we need coaches and we need trainers who are relational, really related with the participants, so that we can find the needs of the participants and begin to meet those needs. Um, so. Yeah, for me, this is quite exciting uh, going forward. How is evangelism happening, if it is happening? Um, it's very surprising that we have every week new visitors uh, visiting live stream uh, uh, service. More people listening to our podcast, uh, like uh, last week, only in one word in Tokyo, I think like a thousand people in two, three days start listening, uh, something like that. And um, there's a guy uh, just came back from Canada, um, looking for a church, joined the live stream, right away joined our community group. And also those people that who are kind of in a, uh, how do you say that, um, a fringe uh, circle of our church, um, 
we could uh, reconnect with them much deeper. Um, Non-Christian friend watching live stream together with a Christian friend. Uh, so actually, those things made evangelism a little bit easier, I think, to connect together. Um, because Japanese, I think they are quite shy, uh, physically, right, in flesh coming to a service. But if it's live stream, it's very easy to join and connect. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're the same with Ruda. I think there's, there's traditionally in Japan, there's that barrier between what goes on in a church and so few people know what goes on. Therefore, but this has been a great connection point for people in our church to just say, hey, there's a live stream. This is pretty much what goes on, although it doesn't look like that all the time. Um, and people are starting to connect that and use that as well, which is exciting. Could you talk about burnout or or uh, if, if, you know, uh, if that's going to happen, if you see that happening. Yeah, I, I think we, we had that initial thing of just how, as church planters, are we going to survive this? What does new church look like in this situation? That, that wave has kind of passed through. Things are starting to open up again in Japan. And I think I think the issue is, as Ruta said, that we don't go back to life as, uh, as it was, but learn from it. But I think one of the issues going forward then is that... Um, is that this competitive spirit comes back. So I, I think one of the, I mean, one of the prayers for me within our city is that we learn to, to work together with a heart for the city and not just um, on our own, because that's the only way we're going to, uh, we're, we're only, we're, we're going to share the, 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 the load. I, I think, um, yeah, that this, that this, um, I mean, I shared about the, the folks in our, in our church and, and their, their needs, but I, I think then the, the pressure then on me is to kind of keep up with that. Um, so again, this is where I, again, I feel these, these hubs of church planters just sharing their experiences together. Um, there's a lot of relief in that, um, just shared experience, shared information. But again, we, we have to find those people who naturally want to isolate themselves, who feel ashamed of the numbers in the church, not keeping up with that. Again, I think I think we have to be deliberate about that going forward. Um, that's how we're going to find those who are potentially at risk of, of burnout or isolation. Generally, Japanese people, uh, and I, I think Japanese pastors are, I've, I think they're too patient because this there's a cultural mindset that you have to endure everything right. uh, and uh, pretend that you're strong, you are okay. Uh, but my hope is that is that actually in Japan some of, of the pastors they should be honest enough and say maybe I shouldn't be keep going um, you know yeah so a lot of pastors I think they suppress their feelings so I hope through this situation they will be honest and express express their true feeling a struggle. Uh, and I believe some pastors should stop ministry and rest for their own sake and their family's sake. Uh, and of course, some other pastors, they should um, uh, change their way, the way, the, the way they, they do ministry and stuff. So I hope, um, either way, I hope this situation will help Japanese uh, pastors to be honest and, yeah, open up themselves so that we can support each other, so that yeah, we can coach each other in that way. Yeah, I think it's turning that corner, isn't it, of just content download to, like we were just saying, being vulnerable. But I mean, I, I remember when, when I had a burnout time in my ministry, 
I realized that I was reading for ministry and not reading for myself. And I'd lost that taste of God's sovereignty and that taste of God being good in my life. Um, I think it's just it's helping people, isn't it, to recognize that, keeping that fresh and real. How can people pray for what's happening in Japan? I think suppose city to city, Japan is concerned. I think praying for uh, coaches and for city catalysts, because I think this this is a real issue for us going forward. Big seminars attracting people, that's not an issue. But there is um, an issue, a lack of vulnerability among Japanese pastors. So how can we build that trust and relationship one-on-one, -on -one, whereby they're free enough to open up about their needs, whether that's financial in the church, whether that's marriage, uh, whether that's just a ministry disorientation, where they can be vulnerable enough that we can begin to meet some of those needs because we have the resources to do that, but we don't always have the connection on the ground in the cities to be able to find those people whose needs we can meet. Yeah, for City City, I, I would say that we can continue to create a, a momentum uh, of this uh, uh, gospel movement. Uh, and and as Damien shared, we are developing, I think, through more really tight uh, community one-on-one -on -one basis. And uh, so it's going to be really exciting as we uh, do um, uh, intensive in, uh, later this year. I think it's going to be much more bigger impact than we originally thought because I think people are already connecting. That's what I feel. So if you can pray for those people to be, uh, yeah, keep connecting with, to us a uh, deeper way and a stronger way. For our church, Double Cross Church, I really wish that what we started through this COVID-19 situation will continue to grow, uh, yeah, like um, the counseling center, the counseling team that we formed, uh, that will continue to grow so that will be, uh, yeah, uh, this team will be uh, birthing really uh, the vision and the influence. Uh, therefore, eventually we can create that counseling center, not for, only for a church, but for um, uh, Tokyo and the rest of Japan. Um, and I believe that's how really my Presbyterian church started, right, uh, with a counseling center. And so one more thing for us, generally for all Japanese people, I think we should not go back to the way it used to be. I think we should need to learn uh, through this situation. Um, and this is, you know, we recently had a lot of the, the big disasters, including uh, 3.11, the earthquake and the radiation. But I think one challenge is that Japanese people are too much getting used to almost like this critical uh, situation and not, relearning from it in a sense um so i think yeah i hope people will start seeking god yeah out of desperation out of their needs yeah so if you could pray for the people's heart people's hearts to be changed they'll be on journey to find god thanks for listening to church and outbreak for more books articles podcasts and videos head to redeemercitytocity.com slash resources <laughs>